I agree. You know, social media can be a doozy sometimes. It's like, it seems like the people you follow or the ones that you, you know, you see on your newsfeed for whatever reason, they're always posting like their latest trip somewhere to another country, which seems like it's like at least twice a month or, um, you know, they're on the first class doing a first class seating and, or they're eating at great restaurants. And we're not even going to get into the fact that it seems like everyone is driving a G wagon, which I won't hate on that. Cause that's like luxury, right? I am your host, Melina Jackson, and I am so thrilled to be here with you today. I have a lot to talk to you about, um, but first, let us let me just say today's topic because it might be a trigger warning for some, and I just want to go ahead and get that out of the way so you can decide whether you want to listen or not. But today's topic is when it seems like everyone is doing better than you are. Have you ever had that feeling? If so, are you ready to explore that feeling? If not, it might not be a good time for you. And I'll just, you know, you could probably listen to the first half of the show and then be on your way. Or if you're ready for um, some grown folks talk and let's get real with ourselves, then tune in. All right. So how's everyone doing? How has it been? How's everything going? I'm not even going to pretend like I've been here because I haven't, but it's all good. I'm here now, right? You know, I'm not going to get into the whole spill of like, oh, you know, I'm back like I never left. Who cares? Okay. So. I'm your host, Melina Jackson, and what has been going on? Um, Same old, same old with me, nothing major. Um, Had a birthday, turned 46, feeling good, loving it, feeling blessed. Um, And yeah, I'm older now since the last time we talked, so that's really cool. Um, You know, in the headlines, one of the things I wanted to talk about were two things. The first one, this was a little bit older news, but um, I wanted to bring it up because when I, I said the next time I record, I wanted to bring up the story. But did you all hear about the Amazon driver who went viral on TikTok because she was like slamming some of her, her, um, her, uh, what is it called? The customers that you always serve, her consistent customers, her regular customers. And basically she was saying, you know, she delivers to these homes like every day, if not every day, it's like at least three or four times a week. And the least they could do is leave a snack or like a bottle of water or something. And now this is not new. We've heard this before because I remember the trend picked up like a few years ago where people started leaving like many bottled waters, granola bars or whatever on the porch for like the UPS guy or maybe the mailman. And recently, you know, Amazon has really, like you see an Amazon truck everywhere you turn. It's kind of like a McDonald's now. Amazon is everywhere. So I, I really believe that their clientele and their service has gone up a lot more. So there are more Amazon drivers. People are ordering from Amazon more often. Unless the truth be told, like stores really don't have inventory. So Amazon does make more sense. So this isn't new that we've heard about like leaving a snack for your driver, but now that she's called us out, cause I feel seen, like I feel like she was talking to me because I do um, order from Amazon all the time. Like 
it's not even major stuff. Like my daughter might be like, oh, I need to get some lead pencils. I need more lead pencils. So I'll just order lead pencils. It's like a nice lightweight envelope, whatever. Uh, it might be every so often I might order something big or a big box, but not often. But I'm not going to make an excuse because Amazon does show up to my house at least three or four times a week, right? And what I did notice since she called us out, I'm like, wow, let me just take a look because I don't think we have the same driver all the time. And sure enough, like the past two weeks, I kind of monitored and it is the same little dude. He wears this cute ponytail. And I'm like, well, I'll be. It's the same guy delivering on this street every week. And I didn't know that. So, okay, what am I going to do about it? Um, am I going to leave out snacks? You know, here's what pops up for me. Like, I love hospitality. I have no problems. Like, I will be of service. I have no problems with that. But do I, I just don't understand about like how the system works. Like, is it something that I leave out all the time? Am I bringing in snacks every night and then putting them out in the morning? Because, you know, like the morning dew can settle on things and it just gets weird. Like, I wouldn't want a snack just been sitting out overnight. And then like, that's an extra task for me because then I have like, oh, I got to get my snacks out because the Amazon guy is coming and then I got to bring them in at night. And I personally don't want to be dealing with that. Then I was like, well, maybe I can, you know, cause I'm always tracking my Amazon orders. When I know I have an Amazon order to deliver, I could put like a snack basket and water out for the driver just to say, thank you. But if I'm doing orders like three times a week, like, okay, it's, it, this, it's getting complicated. You see what I'm saying? Like, I get why people don't really do it now. I mean, there are some people, there are more people doing it than not, but I get why that percentage of people don't leave it out unless they are just putting it out for the week and then refreshing it on the weekend. Maybe that would be a system for me. Like you just refresh it, you know, maybe twice a week, but then like, what if animals get it or something, you know, cause I live in the desert. So we have like aggressive animals. So they're like, first of all, you shouldn't even be here. Like this is my home. So I'm gonna do what I need to do to survive. But um, so I really don't feel like I would feel comfortable leaving the snacks out overnight. And I know I'm not going to be like refreshing snacks every day. And then it takes extra, I guess, extra consciousness to be able to follow when your deliveries are going to be delivered to put snacks out. It's, it's just getting complicated. And I already don't like the way I feel even talking about it. So chances are, it's not going to happen. I think for me, um, given that she called us out, you know, um, I'm almost to the point where I would, I would like stop my driver and be like, Hey, when is your birthday? And he might say, Oh, it's April, whatever, or it's in September. And if he's there, you know, like say that month, then I'll do something special. Then I think that's the route for me because this daily thing or like three times a week or just monitoring when he's going to come and when he's not going to come, that's not going to work for me. And I'm glad I was able to talk this out with you all. Cause I haven't really thought about the logistics of it all, but I thought it was a cool idea until I started really working it out, um, out loud. So I think that would be the thing for me. Maybe I would just do the special birthday, um, treat, you know, like a little gift or something and a, a little gift bag or refreshment bag. Or I would just say, okay, you know, in May, I'm just going to do it one time, like during this week. And then I said, it's not going to be a daily thing. It's not going to be every week and all that stuff. 
what do you all do? Let me know in the comments, like comment on the show. Do you leave um, refreshments out or bottled water for your Amazon driver or deliverer? If so, how do you manage that? What does that look like? And if you've ever heard of someone doing it, like how often are they, are they just leaving the snacks out until they're gone? You know, or are they, you know, putting new snacks out every other day or once a week? Let me know. It would actually be cool to have an Amazon driver on the podcast. Maybe when I get back to actually interviewing people, I would like to talk to them about it. That's, that would be a great first guest, I think, anyway. Um, so yeah, so that was in the news and I was like, wow, that really, um, resonated with me because I never really thought about the fact that we have the same driver delivering on our street and I, you just see him like he just literally parks the truck in the middle of the street and just hits up all the houses that he, um, delivers to. Now, you know, what? if I really wanted to be, I guess not aggressive, but, um, forward thinking or making a big impact. I could get the neighbors together. We could all do something for him for his birthday. That would be amazing. Like now that gives me joy. Like right there saying that I don't feel a burden. I don't feel a heaviness. I don't feel an obligation. I just feel joy. And that's probably what's going to happen. So I'll keep you posted on that because I think that would be so cool. Can you imagine like if the whole street, I'll be like, okay, Everybody, his birthday, his name is Todd. I'm just making up a name. Todd delivers your Amazon package. You may or may not know this. His birthday is on this date. Can you just get him something? Don't order it from Amazon. So I don't want him delivering his own gifts. <laughs> that would be crazy, right? But let's just go get him like, I don't know, something. Maybe even have him do my favorite thing sheet. Because that's what I do for um my employees. I have them do a, a my favorite thing. So that way... When you want to do something special for them, you're not trying to figure out, oh, do they like books? Do they want a Starbucks gift card? What do they want? You already know. So um, it would be cool to be able to coordinate the street participating. And for those who participate, fine. If they don't participate, that's fine too. My neighbors are pretty cool though, but they tend to kind of keep to themselves until like we're doing something. So I kind of, oh, whatever. So I'll keep you posted. I'll, I'll follow up on that in a within a few episodes of Family Planet 365. All right, if you're just tuning in, I'm Melina Jackson, your host. Thank you so much for being here. We are talking about leaving snacks for your Amazon driver. That was in the news. That was one of the headlines I wanted to share with you. And I will keep you posted on what I decide to do for my Amazon driver. Now, the next headline is, uh, you know what? Hold on one minute. I want to... I need to pause this. I want to go. I have something in the oven and I want don't want it to burn. So hold on one second. Okay, I'm back. All right, thanks. All right, so um the next headline is my name is Monique on Netflix. Have you all watched that yet? Okay, spoiler alert, because I am going to talk about some content. So if you have not watched Monique's, um, the comedian Monique's new special on Netflix, then you'll want to fast forward or pause this section and pick up in a little bit. So, because I'm going to talk about it, right? Because it's been out for two weeks now. So if you haven't watched it by now, then hmm, you're probably not going to watch it anyway. Or maybe 
later, but it won't matter because you'll probably forget what I said. So it's up to you what you decide to do. But I watched it right away because um, I just wanted to see what she was talking about. Because I was like, that's a cool title. My name is Monique. Like, we know your name. Like, why would you name your comic special after that? And, you know, full disclosure, some of you may or may not know, but I am a stand up comic. I don't be doing comedy though. I mean, I did, but I don't do that really anymore. But I, I always say, Oh, I'm a comedian, you know, cause I do enjoy, um, observational comedy and talking to people and sharing my observations on life. And typically it makes them laugh. So I consider myself a comedian. And at one point I was visiting all the different comedy shows and doing the comedy tour thing. And it was amazing. I love it. It's such a, a natural high it's such a great way to use the gift of gab. It's such a great way to use your sense of humor. I love it. Okay. But I just don't like the hustle. The hustle is real. Like unless you're in it to win it, like you got to be these comedy shows. You need to be booked all the time. You're on the road. I'm not trying to do that because I'm just not trying to do that. But I enjoy the performance of it all. So when there's a comedian that I like or whatever, I tend to stop and take notice because it's just, it's fun. Like to listen to the type of writing they did and, um, get some info on the content. Like, Oh, how did they spend that? Oh, this is really cool. She was able to come back to that. And that's really talented as a comedian, whatever. But out the gate, I was like, man, it's a lot of, um, um, a lot of, what is it? Um, derogatory language, a lot of cursing, a lot of, you know, racial, slurs and stuff and at first I was just like this is a bumpy ride now I don't know what I was expecting I really haven't watched Monique's comedy in years so perhaps I forgot how raw she could be right um and for me with my comedy I always I'm a clean comic I mean I might throw in the word like hell or what you know what the hell but it's not gonna be nothing heavy where you're gonna be like oh that made me feel weird right because it just I just never really liked that kind of comedy I mean I like when Chris Rock does it I like when um Dave Chappelle even Dave Chappelle's not really like raunchy as far as curse words and stuff but for the most part I like to keep my comedy you know pretty clean pretty like comfortable just focus on the good content and making people laugh right but Monique out the gate she was just like oh all these words and I just was like oh man I don't want to listen to this it feels so heavy but I stuck with it because I was like you know she have been talking about Netflix and not getting a deal, getting a deal, not getting a deal. So I wanted to see what all this was about. And it was pretty good. I mean, once I got through the first five minutes, I was like, okay, I'm in it for the ride. I'm strapped in. I'm ready to go. And it was such a beautiful story because not only was she like doing comedy, but she was really taking us on a journey of what it's like to be her, like from the beginning, like why am I the way that I am? Like, why do I respond to Hollywood and to the society the way that I do? Now, let's not get that confused with, oh, you know, my parents didn't treat me right. So that's why I'm mean to people. That's not what this is. This um, accolade is about. What it's about is how beautifully um, Monique was able to illustrate, like, you know, where she come from, how far she's come and like, what she had to do to like work on herself and to not repeat what went down in her family. Um, as far as like, you know, her aunt and stuff like that. You, I mean, I'm not going to go into that, but 
I thought it was really cool. And then she even talked about like her and her husband and um, how, you know, when she was on the Parkers, like she felt like, you know, I'm the man, like I make all the money. This is my money. This is my house. Like I'm paying for everything. Like what, what bow down. Right. And she was just saying how she just had to come to the realization, like, okay, you want to be in a marriage and this is your husband. So you're going to need to chill a little bit. Now, not to be confused with like, oh, you need to submit to your husband because like he's the man of the house. No, it's not that. It's just the understanding that this is a partnership. We are in many ways equal and I'm going to respect you. You're going to respect me. And that's how she's able to stay married because she said, you know, she's just her third husband and she enjoys being with him. And she just really had to figure out like how to manage like being on the set of the Parkers or everybody's like, oh, yes, Monique, Miss Monique. Okay, yes, you can have that. You could do this. And then going home and then it's not like that. Not that he was like, like, you know, ignoring her or being disrespectful, but just understanding the difference between like work life and home life. Right. And I think many of us um, moms especially can uh, um, relate to that, whether you're a working mom or you're a stay at home mom is really just if you're in a nice balanced relationship is really understanding like what roles we play because everybody plays a role good, bad, or indifferent. And so I liked that part of the stand-up. I thought that was nice of her to share and it gave a lot of perspective. And then, um, you know, she talked about how um, she was in special education growing up. I'm actually, actually, actually opened with that, which I thought was really good. So I, I was just like, wow, you know, it made you laugh, think, and, you know, get teary-eyed at the same time. And I was like, wow, I think Monique might win an Oscar for this. Like, this is Oscar-worthy content and performance. But then my husband reminded me that absolutely not. She will not get an Oscar because it's on Netflix. So I was like, are you sure? I don't know about that. But I think she'll get an award. She might get an Emmy or something. I definitely think it might come up during award season unless she really, you know, upset people in the industry and they're just like, whatever, Monique who? But from where I sit, I think she deserves some kind of accolades or awards or acknowledgement for that kind of stand-up comedy because she did it in a way that I've never seen it done before. And for that, I salute her because it made it an interesting ride and you really did get to understand why Monique is who she is and it basically fit in with her um, title of My Name is Monique. So if you haven't checked it out, check it out. If you have, again, let's talk about it. Come to the um, Instagram page. Let me know. Comment under in the show notes. Let me know or in the comments on the show. Let me know what you thought. Did you like it? A lot of people, I went to her website, her Instagram page, and they were just like, you know, this wasn't funny. I mean, like, I love you, Monique. I support whatever you do, but I wasn't feeling this. I'm like, well, why you came to her page to tell her that, though? Like, what's she supposed to say? Oh, okay, well, let me take it down off Netflix. Like, I really don't be understanding people. And kudos to y'all because y'all don't do me like that. Like, people don't come. I guess I just don't have enough followers where people be like, oh, yeah, what you said was not, you know. And like I always say toward the end of the show, like, you know, leave a five-star review. If you didn't like what you heard, then move on. Like, there's so many podcasts. And that's how I feel about life. Like, I don't know why people feel they have to come on your platform, okay, take time out of their busy lives, come on your platform, and tell you about something they didn't like that you did or said. Like, who has the time? Which is going to lead into our um, topic for today, but um, about social media and, and life and mental and all that good stuff. 
But anyway, I digress. So uh, my name is Monique on Netflix was amazing. I loved it. Um, definitely give it 10 stars. It was everything that I didn't know that I wanted it to be. Right. Because it wasn't all funny slapstick. Oh, I'm on the floor laughing. It was really stuff like it even made me think about like my childhood from it to an extent. Like who are the people in my childhood that really um, influenced how I think today? And like, um, how do I move in this world? Like that stuff has an effect. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about like Family Planet 365, talking to parents, talking to guardians, making sure you guys are good because what you say and do highly impacts the next generation, your children, your nieces, your nephews, your um, stepchildren, whatever you want to be, you want to come correct with yourself because they're watching, they're listening. They're not necessarily doing what you say, do they're doing what you don't say to do because they're doing what you do. And they're, they think how you're thinking because they see how you respond to the world. So it's just, it's this whole full gamut of why to me it's important that we as adults who are, who have the responsibility of being with today's youth, whether it's our, you know, biological children, stepchildren, nieces, nephews, adopted children, whatever, if they are, if they are youth and you, they look up to you and you have to steer them in the direction that you think they should go, or you feel like they're called to be, to go, then it's important that we take a look at ourselves because that is everything. And Monique's, my name is Monique does really express that. Um, at least for me when I watched it. So take a look, let me know what you think. Um, if you already watched it, let me know. I want to know what your thoughts are. All right. So we're back at family planet three, six, five. Those are my headlines. We talked about the Amazon um, delivery drivers and Monique's Netflix special. And today I want to talk about when everyone is doing better than you, when everyone is doing better than you. Now, how do you know everyone is doing better than you? Because the stuff they post on the internet, of course, like how else will we know? Because every time you turn around, someone's getting a new car. They got the keys to their dream home. They're taking the next first class trip. Their child just got into the best colleges. Or their child made all A's. They just got a new job. It's like all the good stuff, right? It's like, dang, like, where can I get in on this? You know? So let's just talk about social media for a moment, shall we? Because that's the culprit. Okay, so we know what social media is. It is a platform, literally, like where you can create a whole facade of your life, whether that facade be the truth, whether it be made up or whether it be partly the truth or just a whole nother person altogether. I'm going to tell you a funny story. Um, When I realized that social media was not all that I thought it was, um, Cause you know, I come from a journalism background. So I came out of high school in 1995, graduated from undergrad in 99. And then I went to journalism school in 2001 and graduated in, wait, did I go to journal? I went to journalism school, journalism school in 2003 and came out in 2005. Cause it was a two year program for me. And at the time we didn't have social media like this. It was like, 
you know, create your takes. If you want to do the news, hopefully a news agency will pick you up. Like if you, I really loved NPR. I was like, you know, I, I worked in television news. It's great. Um, you know, you get your makeup done, you do your hair and everything, but NPR would be a nice fit for me because then I don't really have to worry about how I look. I could just get on the mic, tell, tell my news, whatever. But then something amazing happened and it was like YouTube and then it was like Facebook and people were literally creating their own platforms to share whatever it is they wanted to share. It don't even have to be accurate. Like this is my channel. This is what I want to talk about. And if they, they went viral enough, people would follow them. And then you had like things like Vine. Um, what was another one? I think Snapchat. I don't know if Snapchat was that popular in like the early 2000s but I know YouTube was coming along and I was even like whoa I could just like create like Molina TV or something and have my own audience that's amazing because all this time I had been training as a journalist like you need to get on a news network you need to um, beg radio stations to um, hire you as their traffic reporter or their news reporter but not anymore and then podcasting started and it was like I mean I remember I first started my first podcast in 2007 and that was amazing because I was like, whoa, this is my voice. I didn't have to wait for a radio station to give me the yes or no or the green light. I literally just started my own show. Like I didn't have to wait for anybody. And I'm going to tell you that mess right there is one of the reasons why I have not been able to go back into the newsroom after September 11, 2001, because I'm like, why? I can create my own platform, my own media conglomerate. I mean, I, I publish magazines. I have a blog, I have a podcast, like, I don't need that. Like, why would I have to interview for anything, you know? So where was I going with this? So I remember all this was happening and then it was, had to be like 2012, 2012. And I had just come on to Facebook and, um, what year did Instagram start? Instagram started shortly after, but I know I resisted Facebook for a long time. Cause I'm like, why would I share pictures and, and stuff of my life to people I don't even know? And then my friend Mario was like, oh, no, no, no. It's just your friends. That's why it's called Facebook. Like that you got to um, befriend people. Like you got to send a friend request. And I was like, okay, that still sounds kind of, you know, fishy. I don't really want strangers in my life, but um, or looking at my life or sharing. I don't want to share with strangers, right? Because people that have like 12,000 Facebook friends, like, are they really your friends? Like, come on. And I don't even use Facebook really anymore, so whatever. But um, it was on Facebook. So I met this young lady. We became friends on Facebook. And I was like, wow, she's so cool. She help, owns like her own business and stuff. And that's like my kind of people. I'm digging it. And so it was like two years went by. And she's like, hey, I'm going to be in your town. Um, You want to get together for a brunch? I was like, absolutely. Like, this is going to be so cool because we've always been friends on Instagram and Facebook, mainly Facebook. And she's always posting like she's taking cool trips and um, the cool places she eats and stuff. And I was like, wow, she lives a nice life because at the time I had little kids. So I wasn't really like doing all that stuff then because I want to be with my kids. Right. And so even to do brunch, I was like, well, they'll be in preschool and stuff. So that'll be a good time. We could do like 11 to one. But I got a hard stop at 130. And I just remember like really admiring her. I was like, this lady is a boss. Like, I love it. You know, she's single but I love that she is about her business. Okay. So fast forward to the day of the brunch, we had coordinated and everything and I'm waiting. She was like, well, just wait for me. I'm going to be, um, I'll be there shortly. Cause I had a shorter drive to get there than she did. And, um, so I'm waiting there and then 
I see this car pull up next to me. And she's like, Melina, it's me. And I'm like, what? She was in a broke down, beat up. I don't even know what that car was. I'm going to say this was like 2014. Did I say 20, 2014? That car had to be like a 2002 car. And I just remember, and it was black, but it was faded black. Like it was different shades of black. And I'm not saying like you judge people like based on their car or whatever. That has nothing to do with her hustle. I get that. But it was really a letdown for me because her, her image on social media had far exceeded her real life image. And I don't know, maybe it's me. Like it's not your fault if people think you have more than what you have. That's on them. But this was new to me. Remember, because social media was new. I didn't know people be on there flodging. Flodging is a word for faking it. I didn't know that. Okay. Um, I thought this was like your real life. And I remember just my whole like demeanor just changing. And yes, that's judgy. That's judgy. But you got to understand, I was in shock, guys. I was in shock. I'm like, how do you go from first class plane tickets to going to Miami South Beach whenever you want to owning this business with all these employees and that's the car you're driving? Wow. And so we had a great brunch, but I know that I started like backing off a little bit because I was like, you know what? Now when I see her post, I'd be like side eye. Mm-hmm. If you could see me right now, it's like, you know how people put their love up like, mm-hmm. And I found myself doing that when she posts things because I'm like, I know the real deal. And I remember sharing that with a few people. I'm like, wow, you know, we see these people on social media and they share all these amazing images and tidbits of their lives. But do we really know them? Like, is this real? And it was a wake up call for me because it made me realize, like, I want to be someone that whatever I post on social media is what's going to line up when you meet me in person. Okay. So if I'm overweight, because a lot of women do this too, and men, I guess, but they show pictures of like their upper body, just like their face, like you could angle it a certain way. Then when you meet their ass, they like 200 pounds overweight. And it's like, hello? Like, I'm just not about that life. Like, that's just not, it's not cool to me because I remember in undergrad, we took this, um, we took this computer science class and it was called WYSIWYG. It was an acronym for a WYSIWYG is what you see is what you get. Cause that was like coding. I hated that class, but I had to take it for whatever reason. But it's like, when you code, what you see is what you get It's WYSIWYG. And I was like, that's the kind of life I'm about WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. So I can guarantee if you go to my Instagram page, which is private by the way, cause like I said, I'm not down with strangers just seeing my stuff. But if you go to family planet, three, six, five Instagram page, or you could check out my anniversary magazine page, like what I'm posting and what I have posted is the real deal. I'm not sitting here trying to pretend. Okay. So let me go back to the topic today is, you know, what do you do when everyone is doing better than you? Because this is all about social media and that whole facade. And again, guys, don't misinterpret what I am saying. I am not saying that people on Instagram and Facebook are lying. Some of them, that's the real deal. Like I love to see it. And I'm going to tell you how I've been able to gauge for me, um, just in keeping with my mental, like first I did make my Instagram page private. Um, I probably get guys about 23 to 30 
requests a week to be to be able to follow my page or be on my Instagram. So I could definitely have more followers. But that's not what this is about. Really, my Instagram, my personal Instagram is my own personal archive for me to document my life, things that are going on in my life, thoughts I want to share, you know, in real time with myself. And for those who are already there, who get to see that, you know, cool for them. But I'm not looking for new friends. You know, I know like um, I met this woman or whatever. And she's like, oh, what's your Instagram? And I knew right away. I was like, oh, it's private. I'm not, I'm not trying to add people, you know? And some people will say, well, you shouldn't do that. Cause you know, you're a business owner. You know what? I don't care because it's not, social media is not a real place anyway. And if you are a business owner, you might have a lot of followers and that's great. Kudos. I want to know more. Cause I would love to have more followers on my business page. But to me, it's about what do you own? Do you have a, a email list that you could reach out to them? whenever your people, whenever you want, because see the minute Instagram goes down, people go crazy because that's their livelihood. Like that's the way they reach out to people. But there are a way different, there are other methods to reaching out to people besides social media. So when I say when people are doing better than you, one of the things I did for myself was I actually went through all my friends. I don't have many on Instagram. It's like, I think I'm at 300 now. At one, at one point I was at 461, almost at 500. But I literally went in and removed people because I'm like, these people are just here lurking. They don't like anything. They never talk like you never comment or anything. So I literally removed them. And then people that when they post something, if I find myself being like, yeah, right. Or how they got that or what did they, you know, I unfollowed them because again, social media is a place I like to follow, like people who post um, uplifting things, um, things like you know, showcasing their life or adding, um, giving you tips and tricks or, um, just being good storytellers or promotion. I like things that make me feel good. Okay. But if I find that when I see your stuff, I'm like, who are you? What, what I unfollow. And even on, on my friends list, if I feel like you're not, you don't engage, I don't really know you like that. I remove you and see. So when you feel like someone's doing better than you, you're right. They are. That's the first thing I want to say. You're right. They are doing better than you because if that's how you're feeling, that's how you choose to feel. And that's what you're going to feel more of, right? Cause it's all about a state. Okay. So let's be clear with that. No one's doing anything to you. If you feel like everyone is doing better than you, especially on social media, then you're right. But today's show, my mission for today is to help you through that because it's really all just smoke and mirrors. And when you're able to see the matrix of it all, you'll realize what a joke it really is. And just, it's a game and you can play the game if you want, or you don't have to play the game, but you don't have to be bitter about the game. Okay. And you don't have to downplay those who enjoy playing the game. All right. So, um, when you think others are doing better than you, they are, but just understand that things aren't always what they seem. So I want you to do a cleanse. I want you to do a mental cleanse. So you want to start paying attention to how you feel when you get on Facebook. Like for me, I don't really utilize Facebook anymore because I think Facebook is more of an old school way of doing social media. Instagram is a new way. Um, you know, TikTok. Let me tell you something about TikTok. I'm not going on TikTok. Um, I get my TikTok from Instagram because people end up posting, reposting their TikTok on Instagram. 
but I'm not getting on TikTok. My kids are like, oh, you should be doing, you should be on TikTok because you could really go viral. Girl, I ain't trying to do that. I'm not doing TikTok. I'm 46 years old. I'm a grown woman. I'm not going to be on TikTok. It's not going to happen. Um, let's revisit this podcast in five or six years and see if I've changed. But right now I'm steadfast that I will not be on TikTok. Okay. You won't see me doing any dances. You're not going to see me doing those dumb skits. Although I do enjoy watching them, but I'm not going to do that. Right. Okay. So you want to start monitoring, like have an out of body experience. Why are you feeling like everyone is doing better than you? Because let me tell you something. It makes no sense to be on these social media platforms and being envious of anyone or anything that you see. And I'm going to tell you why. Because if you find yourself being envious of like, oh, she got this or, oh, this business owner has, you know, 20, 20, 203,000 Instagram followers. Why can't I get that? That has nothing to do with you because what you need to ask yourself is, are you willing to do what they do to get to that point? See, that's why I always tell my kids like envy is such a wasted emotion because when you are not willing to do what that person is or has done to get what they have, then you have absolutely no right to say that they don't deserve it or that, you know, questioning why they have what they have. That's why, you know, I have this rule, like if anybody ever says, I don't like Beyonce, I question them. Like, I don't trust them because when you say things like, I don't like Beyonce, what is there not to like? Like, okay. Having a lot of money, using your talent, being beautiful, being confident in your skin. Like how is she offending you sis outside of the fact that you're jealous? Because that's the only, think about it. How else, why else would you say that? So I remember I posted that like a while ago. Like when people say things like that, I don't trust. I immediately don't trust them because they don't like to see people doing well. That's, that's what that's about. So you want to like start just, just really taking a look. Like how am I, why do I feel this way? What is this feeling telling me when somebody, you know, posts like, oh, we just bought this plot to build our new house. Why does that make you feel weird? Do you want um, to build a home? Because if you want to build a home, you can build a home too. It's not, you know, this isn't like, oh, certain people get picked to do certain things. You can have what you want too, okay? So you don't have to look at them and be like, well, why they got that? Or why I don't have that? Okay, you don't have it because you're not doing what you need to do to, to get that or you're not being who you should be to get to that point. But it's available to you. See, that's why I was saying things aren't always what they seem. So it might seem like, oh, this person got that going on or they got this many followers, blah, 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 blah. But you can have the same thing too. It's an even playing field. It's just all in how you look at it, right? So if you find that you keep feeling this way, then perhaps you need to unfollow them. Yeah. Because for me, I feel like social media should be a nice place to be. It shouldn't be a place that triggers you. It shouldn't be a place where you're always angry. And if I know that if you're listening to this show, you're not a troll because trolls, you wouldn't listen to this kind of, I mean, this will be like boring to you. So I already know that none of my listeners are trolls. So we don't troll, right? Um, we don't go to people's pages telling them like, we don't like this or why you did, because that's none of your business and we mind our business. And so I get that. So I'm not even going to have that conversation with you. But if you feel like there's this constant like side eye going on or this constant feeling of inadequacy, when you see someone's post, then you should unfollow them because that feeling and that emotion is not necessary. And then it's like, 
how do you navigate these social media streets and keep your sanity? Maybe you limit your time there. But I'm going to tell you, for me, what really helped me was um, making my Instagram private. So I love that because it's like everybody not seeing my stuff. Like, I like that. So I could really freely share. I don't have to worry about putting hashtags because, you know, you put the hashtags on after every post so people can find you. I don't want nobody to find me. If you know me, you know me. You already in the um, on the page. It's cool. So I could freely post. I don't have to worry about that. And I go and cleanse my um, followers every now and then. Like, oh, this person, they don't say nothing. Take them out, remove. You can remove, remove, remove. And if you find someone, you know, you're like, well, I don't really like what they post. You can unfollow them or you can also mute them because there are a few people that I follow. I don't like their stories, but I like their posts. So I'll mute their stories, but keep their posts, right? So remember, you're in the driver's seat. This is your life. This is your journey. And again, it's not what it seems, right? If you feel like everyone's doing better than you on social media, they are because that's what you're feeling. And so that's true for you, right? But it's not what it seems. And you are in control. You have, you hold the key to your happiness. And so use those keys. Delete people that you don't, unfollow people that you feel like, you know what, they're not serving me like in the way that I want to be served. And or mute their stories, mute their posts for a while. Make your profile private if you need to, or um, don't engage in negative comments and stuff on social media because that's an energy too. And that's a conversation for another day. But you don't have the energy to be on people's pages talking mean to them or or arguing or even about politics, like stuff that's going on now. Like, who has the time? <laughs> Seriously, like there's no way you could be minding that business and minding your own business at the same time and your household still going well. It don't work that way. So that's what I want to leave you with today. I know um, there's a lot more I could talk about, but I'm running over time now. So when everyone is doing better than you, those are the tips. Go back and listen to this. Um, leave me a comment. Let me know how you are going to protect and monitor your sanity when it comes to the social media stuff and making sure that you're in a good headspace because our children they need us to be in good headspace. And um, I know I have a lot of single mom friends and that's another conversation, but social media plays a pivotal role in like the dating life and meeting cool people. But then there are also, there should be boundaries and barriers there too, because you just ain't for everybody. You shouldn't be available to everybody. Okay. You know, all of this um, electronics and stuff make us think we got to be, you know, ready to go. No, you don't. You need to put boundaries and barriers in place to guard your mental and to guard your sanity because you really can have it all. When I say that, I do mean it, but we must understand that we hold the power. Like it's all on us. It's on you. Nobody's coming to save you. It's you, right? And nobody's doing anything to you. It's you. So just understand that power. So that's my show for today. I also want to... um encourage you all you know I'm going to be hosting a happiness workshop it's literally called the happiness workshop because there's a lot of unhappiness going on and the workshop is actually going to be on Sunday May 7th it's going to be a live workshop or vir virtual a live virtual workshop let me clear that up I'm like I'm not going to be on the stage am I know but I will be um it's going to be on via zoom and when you register, you'll get the link to attend. You can attend live or you could just um, you'll get the recording once you register 
if you're not able to attend live, but it's going to be on Sunday, May 7th via Zoom, and it will be at 2 p.m. Eastern time. So um, I'm not Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, which is 5 Eastern. And so I have all the details of that in the show notes. I would love for you to join me because we are definitely on a mission to um, create and keep happiness in our lives because it's so there's so so many notes and um influences out there that's saying you can't have that you can't be happy that's not realistic but in that workshop we're going to discover discover what is happiness can you really be happy all the time and how do you cultivate happiness in your everyday life how do you do that when things are just going to pot like things are bad and you're saying you could be happy how do you do that so the happiness workshop Sunday, May 7th, 2 p.m. Pacific. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can click the link and register. I would love to have you there with me. Um, And what else do I want to share with you? That's it for today, guys. I mean, that was, it went by so fast. But just remember, you know, when everyone is doing better than you, that's your perspective. And I always want you to explore that. Like, why do you feel that way? All right. Okay, until next time, remember, you can have it all. I'm your host, Melina Jackson, and I can't wait to talk to you again. Bye for now.